Welcome. Today we're going to learn uh, Pasha's Kisavai. So Pasha's Kisavai starts with the Bikurim, that uh, you bring the first fruits, you bring it to the base of Migdosh, and then you say a vidui, that means you tell, you express, uh, you thank the Rabbi Shalom for everything he gave you. You start with uh, before, with the history, and then if you have the land, and you have the, you have the, the, the produce, and uh, you thank the you thank the Rabbi Nishalayim. So it says like this: "Vamarte love." Then you come to the Kayan and you say to him, "Rashi's vamarte love she'enach kafli toiv." You tell the Rabbi Nishalayim that you're not ingrate. That look, I'm coming, I'm thanking, and everything, and not an ingrate. Why does Rashi express it in a negative way? Why doesn't just say? You say to him, you say to the good that, look, I'm grateful. I'm coming to express my gratitude. Shani makir toiv. I have a chorus of toiv to Rabbi Shalom. Why are you saying she'enich a coffee toiv? You're not, you're not, you don't, you're not an ingrate. So, I'd like to, when I come to Bar Mitzvah, there's a certain speech that I give by Bar Mitzvahs. I have to give a drosha. And uh, this is a drush that I usually give, um, assuming that it's a different crowd. If it's the same crowd, then uh, I try to avoid saying the same thing. But uh, this is what I like to say. I say like this, that this Shabbos, this last Shabbos, or the next Shabbos, whatever, that this Shabbos, uh, the father of Bar Mitzvah boy got up in shul and he said, I thank the Rabbi Shalom that he patted me that until now I was responsible for everything that this boy did and I had to I had to pay for it you know and and Baruch Hashem now he's a bar mitzvah he's a godel good riddance he's on his own I don't have to worry about what he does anymore I don't have to he has to worry about his own Aishim I'm finished why why would you say such a thing why would you get up in shul and say such a thing and embarrass the bar mitzvah boy in the middle of the shul? You're talking about his einshim, and uh, and if if you really feel that way, you really feel that you want to say good riddance because you're part of him now and you don't have to worry about his einshim. So say it uh, during shmoynesrei or or go in the corner somewhere and and say it. Why do you have to get up? And Miller the shul and say, Baruch Tan Moshel says, very, 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 very strange thing. And also, um, I would assume that if you come over to the father of a mitzvah boy and say, are you excited? He says, yeah, I'm excited. What are you excited about? What do you mean? It's, it's my son's bar mitzvah, Baruch Hashem, I have so much nachas, he's growing up. That's what is on his mind. Why? I don't think many fathers that's on their mind that Baruch Hashem, good riddance, and Pata from the So why do we have this minig of Baruch Tran Marshall as I was really, if you think about it, it's a very odd minig. So, there's a Pasuk in, in, uh, in Vayetze that when Yosef is born, this this vart I'm going to tell you now. It's about, you know I said this vart, but I heard it also many other people say this vart. It's quite an obvious vart. But Tai says that uh, after so a few years, 
she had a son. she said, Hashem took away my shame. And then she called him Yosef, Yosef Libanacher, but this has nothing to do with the name, this is just a, a remark that she made, Hashem took away my, my, my humiliation. What does this mean? So Rashi says like this, yeah, it was humiliated that she doesn't have children, and like has children, and she's being left out, and she has no chalik of his poshet, what it means. But Rashi said like this, Medrash HaGoda, she cannot, if she doesn't have a child, she cannot blame, who's she going to blame? She's the only one in the house. She can't blame anyone. When she has a child, if anything happens that she's responsible for, she could blame the kid. The husband's going to say, who broke this keli, who broke this vase? Who ate up all these these te'inim that I was hoping to have them, you know, teeth when I come home? Bincha. Then she'll say, your son did it. So now she doesn't have to be embarrassed. You know, she broke the vase. She wasn't careful. She broke the vase. I was going to come home. He's going to be upset. Who broke the vase? The kid did it. The baby did it. He knocked it over. This is what she's. This is what she's excited about. She thanks also for Hashem is her She's thanking the You took away my shame because <laughs> we're talking about here. We're talking about Rachli Menu. Rachli Menu. She's a Nevia. Rachli Menu. And we're talking about Yaakov, the Bechir Sheba Ovis. So Yaakov, the Bechir Sheba Ovis, who's Kulei Torah, Kulei Yerushimayim, and he comes home and he sees a broken vase and he's going to turn around to Rachel and say, why did you break the vase? And Rachel's going to say, okay, Baruch Hashem, now I could blame it on the child. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. This is it and this is what she thinks of. So the answer is, I think, and I think it's pretty poshant, that that when you talk about what benefit did she get from having this child, she got many benefits. She had uh, she had a child, you know. A, a mother wants a child. She had a child. She uh, you know she was you know a child. She was not lonely. She had the child. She was busy taking care of him. She had she had one of the shvotim. She had one of the Shvatim. She became an M of Klal through this child. And she was like, you know, she's our matriarch. She's, uh, and it's only through this child, which is a tremendous, tremendous chos and tremendous gift that she got. So if you make a list of all, if she would have made a list of all the benefits that she got from having this baby, the most inconsequential benefit that she got the very bottom, bottom, bottom of the list is in case Yaakov will come home and he'll make a, he'll give a dream with the nose about a broken vase and maybe he's going to sort of, she's going to feel maybe there was a little bit of an accusation and then she can say the baby did it. This is kemat nothing. But the Akkoros HaToyv has to be complete. It has to be Sholem. You have to thank the Rabbi Shalom for everything. Not only for 
for the uh, for the gavaldikas chosam that she had from having having a child, but even for the for her ability to blame a broken vase on on her baby. That's what that's what Akaris Atoyf is. So, so I say like this by the bar mitzvah. You know, I don't get into all the. I say like this. Usually, it's true. The bar mitzvah boy usually is a very good boy. They're just a good boy. You know, he's not a well. He's just a good boy most of the time. He goes to yeshiva. He learns. He's good at home. Sometimes he gets into a little spat with a sibling. So what? That's normal. But he's a good, good boy. And the father, when it comes to bar mitzvah, of course he's excited. The nachas that he's able to bring this child to, uh, to you know to bring him into Torah mitzvahs, and it's, it's, his heart is full. He's not, but 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 you want to be makir to the rabbanu shloilam. You can be makir if You have to be makir for everything, for the broken vase too, complete. What kind of einish does this kid have already? This is a good boy. Einish is so trivial. What kind of einish? It's that the father doesn't think about it. Is I don't think I can. I know father will think Baruch Hashem now, good riddance. I don't have to worry about his anxion. But Lamaisa, there is an Indian that if he has something that the father is responsible for it. So the father gets up and he says, "I'm thanking the Rebbeinu Shalom for everything, even for the anxion shelves there." This is the Osav Hashem Cherposi of the broken vase. This is what he does. So, so when you come over here and you're coming to bring the Bikurim to Beis Hamikdash, and you're thanking the Rebbeinu Shalom, and you're thanking him for the history of Kal Yisrael, and you thank him for giving you the land, for growing the crops, but this this is just the tip of the iceberg of what you have to thank the Rebbeinu Shalom for. You have to thank the Rebbeinu Shalom for for, for your health, for that you can that you have a family, that you can walk, that you could that, that the sky. You can feel the beautiful sky and the birds singing and trees and the air that you can breathe. And I mean, the, the list is endless. What do you thank him for? Everything. This is the, this is just a little bit. This is the high points. But but everything. I mean, the other thing. Everything's a high point. So akaras atoyv. There's no end to the akaras atoyv that you have to give the rabbanim shalom. And if the point of bikurim is coming, that I'm coming to be makir toiv. You can't do it. It's not possible. There's no way you could be makertoyev. But if you don't say this vidui, if this minimum, if you don't say it, then you're a kofui toyev. Then you're an ingrate. If you say this, you're not an ingrate anymore. But you're you're chiv to be to be makertoyev through banishlov. You're not yotzer with this. You're never yotzer. The chorus atoyev through banishlov is endless. You think a person thinks, Baruch Hashem, I thank the Rabbanu Shalom that, 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 that I can move. You see a person has, uh, people have trouble, they have walk, you know, the Chazor Shalom Parkinson's or anything. And Baruch Hashem, Rabbanu Shalom, I, I, I don't have any movement issues. I'm, I'm, I, I can move, I have no problem. But look in the Birch HaShachar that we say, look at Chazal Wumasakin, the Birch HaShachar. Say, means that I can, the first thing you wake up, you wake up because you heard the rooster, so, so that wakes you up, and right away you mark your toy that you can hear, and then the next brochas are about your level in, in chiv of mitzvahs, and then you say, 
you can see, you can get dressed. And then, what does Matir Asurim mean? You can sit up. A person can sit up. That's a, you have the ability to sit up. But then you say, not only can I sit up, I can also stand, which is like another, another part of movement. And then you say, means that I, could, that I have balance, I could stand still. I don't know, of course I could stand up, but then I could fall down. So that you could stand and remain standing, that's a big thing. You can stand up. Then you say, yeah, uh, that I can walk. That's also something. Then you say, that means that the provide shoes. That means I could clamber on rocks and things, so not only can I just walk on a straight path, I can walk and climb everywhere. So, so Chazal is saying, you can't just say, thank you for, for giving me not, paral- not paralyzed, that I can move. Every single aspect of your movement, you have to be marking for. You could sit, you could stand, you could remain standing, you could walk, you could climb. All these things, everything is, the Chazal went into detail. They went into detail. In Akkoros HaToyv, the detail is very important. Every single thing. I'll say a general thing. You have to thank in detail and until the very last detail. The broken vase, the Einshe of the uh, of the Bar Mitzvah boy, the good Bar Mitzvah boy, his Einish, details, 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 until the smallest detail that you can think of, you have to thank. Which, talking about Akkoros HaToyv, I just want to say one more um, thought about it, that there's an Indian of Akkoros HaToyv to a daimon, to, a, to an inanimate object. If Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do the mark on the on the dam on the river, because the river saved him. The Gemara says that the well from which you drank, you don't throw a stone into it. So you have a chorus of to a diamond. How do you have a chorus of to a diamond? What's the point of having a chorus of to a diamond? It didn't do the sand because that you buried the the the, the in the sand. Why? What's the thing of having a chorus of to the diamond? So I think the pshat is like this. You don't have to have a diamond has no 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 seichel, no consciousness, nothing. You don't you don't have to tell them anything. The chorus of you have to rebuy nishalaylam. But when you drank from the well, you came in, you were thirsty, and the Shalom provided you with the well, and you drank from the well, so you're very thankful to the Shalom. Now comes a year later, and uh, you know you, you're not thirsty anymore. You had yourself, you know you and and. And now you want to take a, a, a stone and throw it in. The chorus I tell you that you have to have has no statute of limitations. You have to be thankful to Rabbanishlodim today the same way you were thankful to him at the time when you came in thirsty and you drank from that well. There's no difference. That's why I thanked you yesterday. I should be thankful again today. I mean, come on, that was yesterday. No, no. The chorus I tell you is constant. When Rabbanishlodim does something good for you, the chorus I tell you is constant. So, so, at the time when the Rabbani Shalom gave you the well, he led you to the well, he provided you with the well, at that time to throw uh, garbage into it would be extremely disrespectful. How would you do such a thing? The Rabbani Shalom is giving you water and you're throwing something into it. How could you do that? 
Today is no different than it was then. When you come to that well, and even though now it's a year or two later, and you're not thirsty, and you're well fed, and well, well watered, or whatever, um, what's, the call, what's the word they say for water? Hydrated. You're well hydrated, and everything is good. And you come and you see the well. It's no different. Takoros, I told you, you have to feel right now. So that's why you're talking about a daimim. It's not being makatayv to the daimim. You're being makatayv to Rebbeinu Shleilam for, for what he did for you with this daimim a long time ago. It doesn't matter how long it was. Karasatayv has no statute of limitations. Even if you were makatayv before, it doesn't mean that you were yaitza, you never yaitza. Okay, good. Now I'd like to go on a little bit further in the parsha. Just a, a thought here. Before the Teichacha, let's say the same thing appears before and after. Let's talk about not in the Teichacha. In other words, If you listen to the Rabbi Nishleilam, then you're going to have Kola Bracha Se'ele, Borchat Abir, Borchat Basada, and then it says like this. Your enemies will run away from you. I mean, I guess uh, even if uh, you listen to Hashem, you still have enemies, but they're going to run away from you. They'll come to you. They'll run away in seven drachim. Seven rows will run away, and one they come towards you. What is the union of seven? What is seven? I mean, it could be seven has some kind of uh, numerological, Kabbalistic uh, significance. But what is it? what does it mean? Why seven? It's just like a poetic word. So I would like to say, the Pashtab Shat here, that the compass has eight points. It has cardinal points and the ordinal points. That's north, south, east, west. And northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, eight points. And in the Torah, those are used by the Mizbeach, the Karen, the Marovis. So there are eight points. I mean, theoretically, it has infinite points. But practically speaking, it has eight points. So when your enemies come towards you and they see you in the distance, they could run away in any point, any direction of the compass, except for where you are. So since there are eight ways, where you are, you can't go, that leaves them with seven ways. Thought. Anyway. Okay, so now in Techocha, at the end of Techocha, it says like this. If the, you know, like a, a lot, a lot of clawless, Now, even the makas that are not here in the Torah, I mean, there are plenty of makas here in the Torah, but even more makas that are not mentioned, he didn't do that also to you. Like, what's, why, why all these makas? Why so many makas? Like, it's not enough for everything I was here till now? What does it mean? Kol makas are the cause of the Sefer Oh, So over here it says like this. It says, the Sefer HaToyra Azois. Loshon Akeva. Sefer HaToyra Azois. In the Tzavim, it says, 
Kol Oloyis Abris, Aksufu B'Sefer HaToyra Azeh, which is Zohar. So here is Nekeva, here is Zohar. So Rashi says like this, Rashi has this Kasha. Lumal Aksufu B'Sefer HaToyra Azois, Losh Nekeva, Musav Al HaToyra. When it says over there Azois, it's not going on Sefer Toira, it's going on Toira. And Toira is Nekeva. Sefer Toira, the phrase, the, the, the phrase, the, the uh, um, adjectival phrase, I think it's called, this, that, that is Zohar. So, Mamela Sefer Azeh. And you see this from the Pisuka Taimen. Because if you have, you know, you have Mercha Tipcha, Tipcha is like a pause. And then, and so, so if there's a pause, that, that stops it. So over here in Tzavim it says, B'Sefer HaToyrah, it says, Mercha Tipcha B'Sefer HaToyrah. That's one phrase, Mercha Tipcha. But over here it says, B'Sefer, which is a, which is a Tipcha, that's one thing. And then it says, HaToyrah Zois. So the trop, the Taimem, separate the Sefer from the Torah. So over here, since the Sefer is separated from the Torah, and we're just talking about the Torah, then we say, HaToyrah HaZois. Over here, where Sefer HaToyra is connected, but you can see that from the Taimem, then the phrase Sefer HaToyra is Zohar, then you say Hazer. This is what Rashi says. But he doesn't explain why over here the Torah will separate it, and why over here the Torah will combine it. I mean, I would think a Sefer, a sefer Torah is a unit. So why over here does it se- is it separated? So the passage before it says like this: "Veheshiv b'cha." It's called Madvim Mitzrayim, Asher Yigoytum Yigoytum Epneim Fedov Kubach. Everything that happened Mitzrayim. So Rashi says, "Asher Yigoytum," that you were afraid. So Rashi says, "Kishe Ho Yisrael Royin Makas Mishunas Aboyis Al Mitzrayim." When they saw all these terrible Makas. So then they saw this and say, Oh, please, Hashem, don't let this happen to us. He says, of course, he brings from, uh, says like this, You want, you want to scare somebody? You can scare him with something that he knows what it is. That he's uh, that he's he's afraid of it, you know. If you if you've met this monster and uh, and and uh, and now you you can scare him, this monster is going to get you. This maka is going to get you. Scary. But if you tell him something which he has never seen, never heard of, is something he's not afraid of it, and all you're going to try to create this 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 idea, this uh, this scary thing, but he doesn't know what it is. It's not as scary as something that's from his experience. This is what Rashi says. Now, the word Sefer could mean, could mean is a book, but uh, I didn't mark it now, but in, 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 uh, in Beratius it says, it says, oh yeah, Ze Sefer told us Adam, Biyoyim Barayolakim Adam bin Musalkim Asa Oisoy, beginning of Parakei. What does Sefer Teldus Adam mean? Is there a book called Teldus Adam? Sarashi so says no. Sefer Teldus Adam Zuhi Sfiras Teldus Adam, the story of 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 uh, the history of a person. 
So Sefer could be, means, doesn't necessarily mean a book, it means Sfiras Dvorim, a story. In, in Chukas, we have the same thing. We have the same thing. Alken Yomer, Besefer, Mulchamas Hashem, Ezvov Besufa. Well, what Sefer is this Mulchamas? I know the Ramban wrote a Sefer Mulchamas Hashem on the Rif, but which Sefer Mulchamas Hashem are we talking about over here? So Rashi says, what does it mean, Sefer Muhammad Hashem? Kishemesaprim nisim shenasu laviseinu yisapru ezvav besufa. So Sefer means Sfiris Dvarim. And they're going to tell the story of what happened. They're going to talk about this. So it doesn't mean there's a book. There's no book. It just means Sefer is a story. The Gemara says in Gitna, Dav I think, that, that, uh, that you learn out from uh, Sefer Krisis that you need the Sfiris Dvarim. Sefer doesn't necessarily, besides Sefer meaning a book, but the Tanoim Darshan, that it means Sfiras Dvorim. You have to tell the story. So over here also, what he's saying is that you can only scare somebody with something that he's afraid of it. So it had to have happened. Either he saw it or you heard about it from your parents, or, or it's something that you know about. So the Mitzrayim happened, that, or some different kind of problems that you know about. So all these things are scary. So it says, Kol machle v'chol maka asheloi kosov b'sefer That even the maka, over here from all these makas, that is not written in the narrative part of the Torah. It didn't happen in the Torah, it didn't happen in Mitzrayim or somewhere else, that you know about it from past experience, even the Makas that you don't know about it from past experience, and you don't necessarily have the most fear from such a maka. that will also happen to you. That's what the Pasuk is saying. So the Sefer, so the Tipcha separates the Sefer from the Torah. We're not talking about the Sefer Torah, not something that's not written in the, in the, in the scroll in the Sefer Torah. Something that does not appear in the Sefer of the Torah, in the Sefiris Dvorim, in the narrative portion of the Torah. Torah has other portions also. It has it has genealogies, it has mitzvahs, it has isurim, it has warnings, but the, but the, the, there's many parts to the Torah, but there are also narrative parts to the Torah. So any maka which does not appear in the narrative part of the Torah, and therefore maybe you're not so scared of it, nevertheless it will also happen to you. This is what he says. Thank you very much, and um, I hope to see you next week.